All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We wish it was under better circumstances. We wish we were 3-0 coming here to talk to you about how we are winning worlds. Instead, we are forced to come before you 1-2, also talking about how we're going to win worlds. Welcome to 100 Talk! Oh boy, oh boy. He did it. He went there. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Aced it. There we go. Hey, everybody. Hello. We're here. We're back. We're doing this on a Thursday on night. A Thursday. In the club on, a on a rec Thursday. league night. We're here to talk to you on a rec league night. That's how dedicated we are yep. and how dedicated you are for watching with us yeah. tonight. That's true. Um, tonight, I am sporting my Rip It in my Oktoberfest can from Rip It can. Likewise. Wow, I butchered that all. I am sporting my <laughs> Rip It new Arctic white flavor. In the Elgato Oktoberfest uh, Stein mug. Stein. A great combination. And uh, we thank both of them for providing us not only with goods and services, but with memories and gifts. And mugs. (laughs) They know what we like, Cole. Uh, really quick. So our, uh, our stream and capture is, prov- is powered by Elgato. Um, they provide our lighting, they provide our stream capture equipment. And right now they have a, uh, like Halloween fall, um, setup contest for streamers. So if any of you guys stream and you like can decorate your background for Halloween, you can win, uh, a face cam wave three and stream deck, the new one, the stream deck two. So, wow. That's you quite a prize. Do that. Head to their Twitter. <laughs> It's um, not bad for putting some Halloween decorations on some stuff, let me tell you. I gotta say, I've, I've been <clears throat> slowly working my way into my new setup here. You're helping me out with the lighting, etc. This face cam just continues to not disappoint. What a... Every time we use it, it's gonna get better. Yeah. Every single time we can spend two more minutes at the beginning mm-hmm. of the stream tuning it. Yeah. So, high, highest good. recommendation for me, if you're looking for a camera that just sits right on top of your monitor, like a teeny tiny baby camera, but looks this good check you out a face cam that's the ad read call we're ready for the show ready for the show (laughs) oh now i forgot what i was gonna say but i will say (laughs) rec league will be after this so we're gonna do 100 talk it'll probably be sort of abbreviated but not super abbreviated and when we finish up we're gonna take a quick break then we'll be back with a rams my squad going into battle against jordan's squad uh, I will win every single one, mm-hmm. and who knows? Maybe Jordan and I will two v eight later. Oh, okay. Just never know. <laughs> you just never know. That's a great. Mm, that's a fun custom game. I like that. <laughs> Bring it, all challengers. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's... one more thing we should mention. Yeah. By the way. Yes. Uh, high ground. Oh. Wow. So that's big. That news. was cool. Very big news. So hundred thieves acquired high ground. Acquired they, high ground acquired them and it's kind of cool because they are like the only peripheral company that kind of matches the the ethos of hundred thieves mm-hmm. and um makes a cool product on top of that i've never tried it uh but 
when we did the Elgato unboxing stream and I was using Epic Cam off my phone, which is a freaking awesome thing, Jarrett saw my keyboard and pointed out how dirty it was. Mm. So it's clear I need a new keyboard. What timing for me? Ah. Tomorrow, 2 p.m. Central. Yeah. Highground.co.gov. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy that one so much vicariously through you. I cannot wait to see it on your desk. <laughs> you'll you'll get to hear me typing now. Mm-hmm. Clickety clackety. Like but if you don't want the clicks, Cole and the clacks, you can just replace the keys or something. I don't have well, any. Well, it's got idea. a silicone pad, actually. What? It has a silicone pad, so hopefully it will still be quiet. There you go. There we go. I don't know. So anyway, high does. ground drop. That is happening tomorrow. There's also a jelly bag, Hunter Thieves um, geography jelly bag. And then a uh, a sweatshirt too, a hoodie, because we're a hoodie org, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. It doesn't say hoodie org right. on it though, so so I won't be buying it. Cold <sighs> jelly bag? Is that something that I should know about that I don't like? It's like the translucent kind of fun looking thing. Remember jelly shoes from the nineties? This is a bag made from jelly. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yep. Yeah. Want to make sure? Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> I don't have a use for it, but it looks pretty cool. But you so, are going to cop it. I'm not, actually. I'm just going for the keyboard this time. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll buy it. I don't know how much <laughs> the jelly bag's going to cost. We're going to have to see. Anyway, you're usually here this time for Rec League. Let's give you a great 100 talk as a surprise and then uh, more Rec League. So, Jordan. Yes. When we last spoke, you and I were both very hopeful we said, hey, look at how the schedule's lining up for you boys. Mm-hmm. We, got, we got crushed <clears throat> to start things out. Maybe not as bad as some people thought we'd get crushed, but we, you know, we got beat handily by EDG. Mm-hmm. Then we got the rebound game against DFM. We're like, look, we can bounce back. We can stomp the cupcake yep. and then come back and be at our peak for T1. I hope we were not at our peak when we played T1. We're going to get into it. <laughs> We got the win versus DFM. Important. We got the L versus T1. We're still alive. Mm-hmm. But mathematically speaking. It's not, it's not just mathematically. I mean, we just need to split T1, you know, mm-hmm. and then get into a tiebreaker situation. I don't know. Yeah. It's not that unreachable, guys. Yeah. It ain't over yet, but there are definitely some things to talk about, some questions, some anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels kind of like there are a number of things that could happen, right? Like, we could, and I'm not saying anything, things will happen. We could lose to DFM. That would probably mm-hmm. sink us immediately. I'm not saying it's going to happen. You know, okay, uh, T1 out. could, like, sneak away a game from EDG. Like, all kinds of different things could happen that would make our shot that much harder. And that's that's the spot you don't want to be in, right? Where, like... Things that happen entirely outside of your control start to really make the math unfavorable for you. Um, So there's also that, which is, you know, it's going to make this a long shot as we sort of thought it might be when we saw what our group was. That's how these things come to to happen. Well, crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. I'm not, yeah, I'm not at all saying that we can't do it or we're not going to make it out or whatever but it will be hard now not to give away the end of the pod but we'll talk about whether we think we're going to make it out but first let's rewind and talk about this in chronological order jordan let's start with the dub 
detonation focus me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. First things first. Yeah. What did we draft at Jungle, Jordan? Ah, well, it felt like going home. You know, reports of Viego's death were greatly exaggerated. Cole, he was back. And they sure were. That's great. what I was going to say. It was like, remember, it's like, oh, yeah, they nerfed. He's not really considered Viego. Yeah, yeah Leave it don't out. play him anymore. Mm-hmm. Not only was he not mm-hmm. dead, mm-hmm. he was good. He was very good. This is the thing where they're like, good. well, they knocked off 0.025 AD scaling per level. So he is completely. Well, how could they? You know, just forget about it. And then it's like, but he still has resets. You know, they didn't take that out the kit. That still works. <laughs> So yeah, he was looking like closer of of your. Cool. Is that the right closer of your? I guess your now means a few months ago. Uh-huh. Yep. Just a couple uh, months. But ho boy howdy was it fun to get on the Viego. Now, pick ban face, we did ban Urgot, so we're not fans of the Urgot bounty apparently, mm. which was a little disappointing. But apparently that's a well-known pocket pick that Evie has. Yeah, it is. Um, Evie, breakout, breakout social media star of Worlds. Is he? 2021, perhaps? I don't know. Seems to be pretty out there right now. Anyway, I, didn't, I didn't follow him. I, should, I guess I should have uh, done that. I don't either. I don't either, but I'd see him all the time. <laughs> anyway, we got Viego. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened when we pulled closer off of Jarvan and put him on a carryable, carry, carry, carry capable, mm-hmm. not carryable, but carry capable <laughs> champion. Uh, how did it go? Well, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, especially early, right? Mm-hmm. Difference, difference maker early. It was a little, like, it was interesting. We kind of did a lot early. Yeah. And then backed mm-hmm. off after that. But it was like, look, we got the job done, guys. Yeah. We got the early lead. Uh, Viego was critical in getting that done. Um, who he and FBI on the bot side were doing great. Very happy. What a nice start yeah. to our game versus DFM, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it felt again, it felt like, I mean, and this is kind of what we thought, right? Like we, we gapped DFM. I think I talked about this when we were looking forward, like they played cloud nine close. They beat cloud nine. They've had cloud nine's number at different points over the years. Um, and I think that we are better than Cloud9. We won the, the LCS, reminder. Um, and we sure looked better than DFM. Like, that, this game felt like we had a, a higher skilled team kind of across the board. And um, specifically in the areas that we have known we're strong, especially when you have closer on Diego, it's like, dang, this guy is a threat. He's a threat on the rift. Um, and then closer and who he just absolutely. I think they got first turret by eight minutes. I'm pretty sure first FBI turret who, fell yeah. before mm-hmm. eight minutes, which is sort of absurd. Um, yeah. And then their their hunger couldn't be quenched. They just went straight to the uh, the top lane and started to <laughs> consume all of the resources there too. Man, it was it was fun to watch and reassuring in some ways. We saw a lot of styling earlier from the boys. So yeah. You know, before we move on from just highlighting closer on Viego, I mean, did you see what he did when he got the MF kill, changed into MF and had the cleanup? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yo, that was, really was awesome, yeah. man. Completed the dive with the ranged yeah. autos under the... And did he actually... He might have hit... I can't remember. He got he a Nami bounce. He got a Nami yeah. bounce auto double tap. Yep. and it, it, Or maybe double tap auto, but 
Yeah, it was uh, it was very beautiful. Yeah. And it was like the, ex- you know, like sometimes with Viego, you get the exact right champion for the situation to be able to yeah. clean up. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then who he was just pumping out Nami combos. Yeah. Did you know Nami had combos? Uh, Nami has combos. <laughs> does, does, <laughs> we got bubble knockups. We got, we got bouncers. Yeah. We got healers. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say though, we talked about spaghetti ults on the MF. The Nami wave is is even more spaghettiable than the the uh, bullet time because it moves so it's slow. It's so slow. It's Which so slow. Wasn't a Ooh. problem for this game. No. Later on, it yeah. was a problem. But <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, he was he was being very disruptive with the Nami. Yeah. He was locking people up in bubbles. He was getting his ADC head, which is exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could tell because this will be relevant later. You could tell that uh, FBI was comfortable with that, right? Would you say he, he was, wasn't He nervous? was like empowered by it, right? His Lucian was like, all right, I can be bold. Yeah. I can take these steps forward. I can win these trades. Yep. Um, we can take these 2v2s. The trades right? are or getting in lane. 3v3s. Absurd, you know? Yeah. 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 And, it, you know, great to see that mm-hmm. from, from somebody. You want them to feel comf- comfortable and confident, especially given what happened against EDG where, you know, um, even though they did well in lane after that, we kind of got slapped around, you know, for, for another 20 minutes. So, yeah. um, There's something to that as well. You know, it's like if you go to worlds and you get, and and you just look like a diminished version of what you were domestically, I think that can have a real impact on confidence (laughs) and how you come back. So it is kind of nice to have the fourth seed in this group where we play against them and it's just a reminder, it's, a, it's a momentary reminder of just how powerful these two dudes are in the bot lane where yeah. it looked like it looked i mean it looked like a viker viper and and mako quality lane right yeah which for sure. we said they were in the game against edg and i think this one kind of proved that out yeah it was kind of it. It was it was a big big win for the bot lane. Yep. Um, just comparing KDS, which we all know is the most efficient way to judge a player's uh, performance, most accurate, gives the fullest picture. No additional information needed. Um, FBI finished five one and eight. Who he three three and twelve. Uh, their opponents Utapon went two six and zero, oh, and Gang went zero five and four. Oh, there it is. Paul. That my friends is a massacre. <laughs> um. It was bad. And I think like maybe three of those Utapon deaths happened in lane during mm-hmm. lane phase. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've got the, the power pick for ADC, right? And could not make it work. Reportedly. Reportedly. Well, in other people's yeah. <laughs> Uh Speaking of uh, things, power picks in people's hands, someday took graves. Now, my sources, which is one of you guys on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> said it was his first pro game as Graves, <clears throat> which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and he, it wasn't, I don't think, may, you correct me if I'm wrong, Jordan. Mm. To me, it didn't feel like the style of Graves that we've seen in the other Worlds games where it's about like, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to just be super oppressive and pump out damage. Right and kite you around. You know what I mean? It didn't really seem like that. It was more like 
oh, I'm going to be very frustrating and unkillable for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take one V twos over and over again and not die. Yeah. You know, when we, when we played against Fondre, which that name, um, <laughs> I don't actually know if that's how he prefers it to be pronounced, but that's how I want to pronounce it. Um, it's like he was just playing a different game, right? Like we, we commented right. on his absurd CS levels. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, um, I'm averaging 13. Yeah. No big deal. So but yeah, I didn't feel like that champ. And I mean, I have to imagine it's at least in part because this is not like a power pick for someday. Right. Like I don't think it at all was obviously a weakness. Like it didn't feel like it was a ham, you know, like hamstringing us. Um, yeah, but it also didn't feel it like just it felt was, different. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was game changing or, um, like a, a solitary win condition, which Flandre <clears> did <throat> feel like, um, yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like they have different flavors of the graves build mm-hmm. and we got the frustrating. You can't kill it. Just like there's diff- as we know from firsthand experience, there's different flavors of the cannon build, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. some more lethal than others, oh. uh, but someday <laughs> played the, the survivable graves. Right. And, yeah absorbs so much pressure which is like bread and butter for him on 100 thieves right like yeah. that's what yeah ultimately we're used to and i know we always say we want someday on carries <clears throat> what we get in the 100 thieves recipe is a, is a weak side someday usually yeah 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 and, and he you did, know he did his job so well right in this game he wasted a ton of their time i think that's specifically that bot lane play where they, i think it was at least three maybe it was four um bunch of them head down to try to jump someday and they get jumped upon and uh you know so it's not only it's that classic someday play right it's like not only are they wasting time they end up paying for it too so i think in that sense it kind of fit the the mold of what we typically have him do strategically for us yeah so we we took those early victories um and didn't do a whole lot of them okay so this is Mm -hmm. i think where i am maybe different from community consensus which I feel like <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the times you and I represent a lot of the community sentiment like we just line up with with it pretty well b- between the two of us but I felt like incredibly frustrated that we weren't closing the game. Mm. It felt like we once we got out of lane we weren't doing anything to move the game forward. Um that was definitely like how it hit me. Everybody else seemed to feel very confident like it was a clean game. Yeah. Um <clears throat> it did not feel like that at all to me. Like, I don't know. The snowball did not roll very quickly. <laughs> and and yeah. it seemed like we were just so tentative after, after being so confident, so aggressive early and just, just lighting them up. We played like a, let's not lose this style instead of let's continue to execute style. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you disagree with me? I- the gold graph the gold graph could be used against me because like it is pretty steadily in our favor yeah. um, over time. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it didn't really feel like that when I was sitting there watching this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think it, it didn't feel to me like a classic grind it out, right? Like just smother them and then make sure that we don't throw. It felt a little yeah. bit less decisive than that to me where, I think there are opportunities that they they had where they could have made a, a play like we left the door open you know and fortunate in some ways that they they weren't able to go through it but i i don't i did not get the impression that this was a game where 
we knew exactly what we were doing and we were just executing on our game plan right like I, you get those sometimes um i think as i thought about the like the second half of this game i think there definitely is something where you have a you have a solid lead and you are going to play safer so that you don't make a stupid mistake right um so even if it wasn't our game plan to kind of just bleed this one out slowly I'm, I'm guessing that there was at least some awareness in the moment of like hey look so long as we don't throw we've got this so just play it safe and i think sometimes safe does look like you know indecisive um yeah so i i give i give them some room to have that be what was happening it doesn't and, I, and then I was kind of thinking about like, well, how much does it matter if you don't have like the 24 minute decisive blowout, you know? And I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it, I have an answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. It matters a lot because yeah. this is worlds. This is where that is very important. Mm -hmm. I would say, I would argue domestically, it doesn't matter so much. Right. <clears throat> but this is where like, okay. If you want to get out of groups and then you want to win matches during knockouts, that is something you have to be able to do. You know, yeah. when, when it comes down to like the difference between winning and losing is how well we execute our plans. If we plan an early game smash, we have to snowball. It. Yep. There's not another option, right? Because the teams are going to be good enough yeah, to where if sure. you don't execute that strategy, yeah. you pay and you lose. Yeah. yeah if you so, leave that door open <coughs> for EDG, they, they kick it off its hinges, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, or for FPX as we saw. Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah. Ooh. Um, the thing that I'm not entirely convinced on is, I mean, literally the only thing you must do in groups is destroy the enemy team's nexus. And I, you know, as long as you don't mess that up, you get credit for the win. So I guess is what you're saying that, but you can, it's like, cause you know, <clears throat> doing that against DFM doesn't mean you're going to do that against another team necessarily. Yes, but if you can't do it against DFM, yeah. it is a good indicator that you're not going to be able to do it against tougher opponents. Plus, you want the experience on stage of taking your game plan all the way through. Right. You need to have that as a confidence builder, as like a, you know, as as a um just a proof of concept of what you're doing you know you need to know what to do and it's different on stage versus scrims yeah. we've heard that maybe the scrims didn't go so well for na teams you know so it's like we're not building on a whole lot mm -hmm. we need to take those opportunities to use like there's a reason why people with stage experience or people with world's experience tend to do better right no yep. because you know what it feels like to be in those situations uh, you know in a real game so <clears throat> all I'm saying is, yeah, we get credit for the win. Good. We beat DFM. Good. We should have. Um, if we don't fix that aimless mid game though, mm -hmm. then that's a bad sign for advancing. Then we'll leave with two wins. <laughs> yeah. Or one. Yeah. If we do a really bad job, <laughs> the baddest <clears throat> job, excuse me, <laughs> the baddest job. That's the next, <laughs> the next hundred talk will be called the baddest job. Uh, I mean, yeah. To summarize this game, I'd say I was not concerned. I, I think we're a better team than them. Like, I don't oh, have any yeah. doubt about that. 
Um, but there are other much better teams in the group, and that's that's what the the real competition is. If you want to hope to advance. Well, speaking of better teams in the group, yeah, we played one. We did. We did indeed. Now, it's hard to it's hard to be able to. Well, I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that. Okay, so T one mm. T one game. Um, you and I both thought that we'd have a shot at this. Um, <clears throat> did we both predict dubs in this game yep. specifically? We, we predicted getting out of groups. I don't think we specifically predicted outcome of this game. Yeah, I don't think we got that granular, but I thought we'd okay. win. Yeah, so, so we both thought you know, we, we'd get out of groups. T1 um, before Worlds looked like they had some questions around them. Mm-hmm. They've looked a lot stronger actually there. Yep. So yep. Um, it's been tough. And uh, on the draft side, it was weird because we had this game where we, we picked the closer comfort power pick of Viego, right? We picked the, like, let's let our jungler go off and kill it. Yep. Got the performance we wanted and said, oh, yes, let's go. <laughs> let's carry it into T1. Lock it in, baby. Trundle. <laughs> Trundle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pillar, yeah. Does a ton of damage. What was that all about, man? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wanted <laughs> I wanted somebody in our tw- in like our universe and Twitter to like tell me why we picked the trundle cuz obviously I'm too small brain to really know what the strategies are. But trundle, yeah, why? It I'm not sure what we were doing. Um <clears throat> the only argument I saw was like we needed somebody to be kind of a tank and to deal with their jungler who would be tanky. I don't know. What yeah. was it? I, I don't know. Well, and then they, they end up going Poppy, who just be, built, was it like they built an AP build. So it wasn't even a tanky Poppy. Like, great. Awesome. <laughs> great. Trundle. Have fun. <sighs> it was very sad. Um, it was very sad. So we just like abandoned what we had learned. And I don't know how intentional it was because T1's draft was weird, right? Mm. When I did our um, how are we feeling about draft tweet, yeah. the poll, um, it came out, <coughs> excuse me, it came out, I think it was 64% thought we won. Okay. And I can see why, right? Um, Kennen has been very strong, but... Poppy jungle, weird. Um, TF mid, like situationally good, but usually just kind of weird. Aphilios, that's a good pick. And then uh, Lulu, maybe. Yeah. Right? That's what it felt like. And then on our side, um, we had Abadaga on LeBlanc, which we were like, oh, yes, let's get it. Let's go. (laughs) FBI on uh, Lucian on the back of that DFM game where his Lucian Nami was like really great, right? Yep. And then someday where it's like, ah, it is Renekton, but for him, he knows what to do with it, right? Like, it's, he's made that work. Um, <clears throat> but everybody kind of felt like we won the draft, even though we had the Trundle pick. I, like, I don't know. It was a weird draft. I felt, I felt like both teams lost, to be honest. <laughs> They're all bad, Cole. They're all bad at drafting. Um, I guess that's the LS perspective, right? That would be it. I uh I think the the thing for me is 
actually, okay, so I can't remember the order that these things happen in. And that's pretty important when you're considering the draft. But here's what I'll say. There, there are things that they did that ended up just, it kind of, like, honestly, it was, it was a little bit echoes of the CLG game where it's like, well, we, uh, we can't actually beat this now. So that's too bad. But here goes the rest of the game. Um, and not to get too far into the game, but it's like, I mean, TF is such a valuable champion in the, the specifically the way that they're using it, right? So just prov- they, it made it so that they were never outnumbered and almost always had advantage or at least the threat of advantage when it came to fights. Um, and we didn't have a Silas, you know, and I, the Silas has been one of those things. And this is not me saying we should have picked a Silas, but TF without Silas on the other side of the map is, is a real problem early game. And I felt like that was, that's kind of the point where this whole thing came unraveled for us <clears throat> is when our bot lane just got absolutely, you know, smoked. They got smoked and there were a lot of different things happening. There was a, t- there was a teleport advantage. There was a TF. You know, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle came down and it uh, was bad news from there. Yeah, and, and the weirdness of double exhaust, which made its presence known very palpably in the first kill on FBI. <clears throat> and then we didn't really have a way to play around it after that either. Yep. So double exhaust sucked yeah, for us. Didn't like it. <laughs> sure. Um, and then we also, hey, we didn't see the whole Ban Kennen memo. Mm. So yeah. we talked about different flavors of builds. We know that there's a very powerful glass cannon cannon. It was played like right before this, dude. <laughs> I swear it was like Perks was getting absolutely lit up time and time again. Yep. By the glass cannon cannon. And and I don't know if we were warming up while that game was going on or we just like <laughs> the calisthenics. No, that can't you know it's like sometimes you see something, it's like, no, that can't happen to me. Yeah. Surely they wouldn't do that I'm to good. us. Yeah. yeah, it won't happen to me. Yeah. Dude. Fed Kennan is ban Kennan. Can we just yeah. ban Kennan at this point? Like, should that be a perma ban for us? Yeah, it, it, I mean, I'm sure there are things you can do to counter it, but we didn't do them, and it, it the game ended very decisively <clears throat> once he finally decided to show. <laughs> that was such a devastating play. He always had it like exactly positioned right too. Oh. Where it's like our guys are at the edge yeah. on opposite sides. And he's like, ha, got you both. <laughs> Still. Um, but the biggest thing for me. <laughs> so even oh. even with the draft weirdness, uh, even with the double exhaust, even with um, you know, everything that how how the 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 the, the game was shaping up. It was just to me so incredibly obvious that our dudes were very nervous playing against Michael Jordan. (laughs) Yeah. There's no other explanation for this. Okay. So first of all, we know that Abadaga, who, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm making all these statements. I'm going to talk about Abadaga being nervous and playing bad. I'm going to talk about FBI playing nervous and being bad. I love these dudes. They're my guys. I want them. I don't want them switched. I'm just saying this is what happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look, when, when Allen Iverson, 
played his first game against Michael Jordan. He crossed him up twice in one play. Mm-hmm. All right. I've seen that clip. He attacked. He was not scared. Yeah. All right. Abadaga has talked up playing against Faker like basically since he came to Hunter T. Yeah. Right. That's been like the guy he wants to play against. There was Faker Daga, right? Like there's all this, all this like Faker crossover on top of it just being Faker in the first place, right? Yeah. <clears throat> My man did some unmentionables in his pants because he <laughs> could not, he could not do a thing. His chains were so bad. They were so bad. Like, indescribably bad. He was, there's no, and the reason I'm saying this is him being nervous is because I know he's a great player. Mm-hmm. I know he wouldn't miss these if he wasn't nervous. Right, right. right. Now, I know somebody's in chat saying Alvin wasn't the problem. I'm not saying he's the problem. My man played crazy nervous. And that game is materially different if, um, if he lands chains. <clears throat> now, the ca- you're already in chat. He did the most damage on team. Cool. He's kind of supposed to. If he gets kills early, like, for instance, that setup on bot lane where he just completely whiffed a chain, you know, we pull even in the bot lane. We can kind of get back in, right? The timing of those kills is really important. There was one up top, a setup, I think, with, I think with all three. I think Someday Closer and Abadaga were up top. And he just whiffs the chain, misses yeah. the setup, so they can't follow up and, do, and execute the play. That beca- becomes, yo, we just wasted all our time because we couldn't land the chain. Yep. Then, 1v1 versus Faker in lane. Mm-hmm. You could see him waiting to shoot it out. He's like waiting to see where Faker's gonna sidestep his figures, like retreating yeah. back in the lane, and then just misses, bro. <laughs> he just misses. It's such like a it's such like a long wait time leading up to it, and Faker just like doesn't even really have to dodge. Yeah. Or it he was sad, man. he didn't dodge when he's expecting a dodge, <clears throat> and so he anticipated the dodge, but then shot it wide left instead of right. Well, that's the thing. It's like he was waiting so long to do the chain every time because yeah. he's like trying to, you know, well, I trying mean, to get Faker to show his hand on what he's yeah. going to do, and and he would just miss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he didn't, dude. He didn't hit the chain. That's what counts. Doesn't matter, you know. Like many times yeah. he didn't hit the chains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, it is it's so okay. Here's my whole thing on this this piece. Is there more you want to say? I don't know. I was just gonna say. Again, I just want to reinforce, timing matters. If he gets mm-hmm. those chains early, right. this game might have looked different. We might have still lost. This game might have been different. And you know what? He led the, he led the team in damage great. <clears throat> he would have led him by even more. Yeah. Well, okay. A couple of quick thoughts. This, this game reminded me so much of the, <clears throat> the very first year we ever watched Worlds 2018. <laughs> Not that long ago. But it, it was the, the first real exposure first. that I had to watching LCK teams. Um, and at that point, they were the top teams in the world, no question, right? Going into that tournament, obviously, didn't end that way. But it was like Korea. And it was in Korea. This is their year. And then they had the, the big uh, letdown, if I remember my years right. But anyway, these were the teams where, and I've talked to you about this before, but just to reiterate, it would be like, oh my gosh, he took an extra turret shot when he's trying to get that last hit on a minion. And from there, they got the Drake into the Herald 
They TP'd their guy bot <laughs> and got a three for nothing kill. All because he took that extra turret shot. Can you believe it? These guys are giga brain geniuses. And 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 this, I mean, it wasn't that. Like we weren't so clean. We just missed. We misstepped one thing. But it was like this first play, right? And and the really important thing on that is they there were specific advantages they had at different points in this game that if we do things slightly differently, if a chain <clears throat> hits and somebody's either killed or they're forced on a bad back timing, that does materially change how this game plays out. And you can't say specifically or exactly what it would have changed because you never know what they're going to do in response. But the best teams in the world, if you don't take advantage of those moments to knock them off their footing, they will execute to perfection and you will lose the game. And I think that's what we saw here, right? It's like, Kennen was never pressured, and so he showed up, and the grand reveal was made, and he TP'd into the middle of our entire team, and he pressed R, and we were all deleted, and the game was over, and it was done. And, and that's, you know, that is a... That is the culmination of a series of things that happened throughout that game, right? Um, and I think the same could be said for Faker. Like, he had the ability to go wherever he wanted to because he was... He was fine. He he wasn't killed. He wasn't, you know, catching a wave under turret so that he couldn't leave. Like, these were all things that I think made it so that this game looked as decisive as it did. The best teams don't mess this stuff up. And, and let's not forget the effect that that has on tone setting, right? Because these are teams that don't know what each other plays like, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they come in, they haven't scrimmed against each other, they don't know... Like T1 doesn't know how good is 100 Thieves. T and 100 Thieves doesn't know how good is T1, right? Right. So you come in and everybody's like kind of playing tight and on guard and everything. And then when somebody makes a fumble like that, what does it do? If you're 100 Thieves and you whiff the play, suddenly you're like, oh, dang, man, we can't even hit that. Like right. you, we've all been there. Where we've had like a bad moment in game or in sports or something where it just feels like, oh, dude, I cannot hit my shot right now. Right. right. I got to pass it. Yeah. Right. Like so that's entire happening. night in Warzone. And, I'm just like, I don't know what it is, but I can't. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, conversely for T1, yeah. it's like, oh, 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 they kind of all right, they might not actually be any good. They're mm -hmm. missing everything. Let's, you know, yeah, let's it. get a little riskier. Right, right. Let's push it, right? So it's like it's like when I play Valorant, if you guys have noticed this, if I've played on stream a few times. I always do well for like the first two or three rounds and then the team figures out that I'm trash. It's like, oh, I don't have to be careful at all with this guy because he cannot click on my head. Right. He can't even click on my, on my foot, on my abdomen, right? And so they just start styling on me. It happens every game, yeah. right? I'll be like top fragging. I'll have like four kills in the first two rounds and then yeah. just done for the rest. It's that's how these things go. You know what I mean? And so those plays are tone setting plays. And it's not just Abadaga. I got to call out FBI as well. This man is playing mad nervous. You can tell it in his positioning. This is a dude who always wants to kill, who always wants to take the trade. Mm -hmm. He's, he's playing, he's fumbling the trades. He, his positioning was weird. Um, he didn't know how to cope with the double exhaust, which okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. So not a lot of coping mechanisms there. <clears throat> Whatever. Yeah. But but he when they didn't find success, like he kind of froze up. He locked up. Who he the same thing, not quite as noticeable, but at the same time, like 
Huhinami versus DFM was entirely different than Huhinami versus um, versus T1. Yeah. And we talked about the ults, the Nami ults. They like all missed mm-hmm. in the T1 match. Like, yeah. is this the one where they were like, they "Here were comes the knock not, up," and it was like, "Whoa, big knock up." Yeah, I, I don't know if it was that game or not. But yeah. <laughs> he, was, he clowned him. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But if you if you watch like these Nami waves travel, it was like, oh, so that actually didn't really cover the choke point the way you'd want it to, you know, and maybe it was because he was late getting to the spot. So he had to throw it out earlier before he had the right angle. There's stuff like that all the time with the Nami where it was just like, yeah, this isn't going to work. FBI is playing really scared and weird. Abadaga like forgot how to land a chain. So you (laughs) so again. You cannot tell me that we didn't play this game nervous. Yeah. And that it didn't have an effect. If you want to point to other things about it, if you want to point to the draft, if you want to point to macro, that I'm cool with that too. I also believe that those were problems, sure. But the nerves thing is the one that really bothers me because there isn't really a solve for that. You can talk about the macro plays. You can't really just make someone's nerves go away. Do you mean, like, for the next game we play? Yeah. Okay. You, I like, because that's one of the things I, I wanted to talk about is, <clears throat> for me, this begs the question. Okay, so you're going up against Michael Jordan, and he has won trophies. He's been there. He knows how this works. He's not nervous, or if he is, he knows exactly how to handle it. You know, none of these guys have been here before. Um, maybe closer, closer. I think he played in the play-ins at one point. He played um, Worlds someday. Yeah, one time. You know, but like our someday, young... Who, by the way, is playing as our best player right now. Yeah, which is... <coughs> welcome to Bizarro Overall. Um, so here's my, my question. I think one of the only ways to, to meaningfully overcome nerves is to just be here, right? It's to be here and then to be back here and then to be That's back right. here and then to come again <clears throat> four years later and say... You know, I'm actually not so nervous. This is this feels pretty normal to me now. Um, and my concern is that I think I it just seems there's so much win now. Like, guys, we didn't make it out of groups. We gotta blow stuff up, you know. We've and I, and, yeah. and I'm more speaking about what we've seen other Western teams do, because we have Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think yeah. we're in that position at all. But I, I just the only way you get that extra experience is by by sending the same or similar dudes back, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like part of me is like, yeah, okay, well, we aren't playing like a lot of these world's vets are because we're not world's vets. And the only way we get there is if we just keep performing and, and earning our right to be there. Um so to a certain degree, I'm like, yeah, yeah if we're not having our greatest all time showing this <clears throat> year. I guess I sort of understand why that might be. Yeah. I, to- I totally agree with that, right? So, because in my mind, it's like the only way to solve nerves is to be there and to do it mm-hmm. and keep messing up until one day you don't. Right. And then you're like, okay. You get the monkey off your back like, ugh. Finally, we, we got the win. We got the monkey off our back. Now we can like lock in, Right. That's that's kind of the only way, and you don't know how long that's going to take. Yeah, you don't because it it, just, it can be sheer bad luck where you can't shake it because 
you're just unlucky for the moment. And it's not until things fall into place and you perform well that you're able to kind of climb out of that mental block. So, you know, this is part of the reason why I pointed out before we went to Worlds and in the last pod that I would never view this as the year for us because we kind of just need to be there and to get that experience and get used to it before we're back again. Like, that really is how it feels to me. And then I just got to, I have to do this. Let's do the thought experiment, right? If Abba is not nervous and he's hitting his chains, I think this game looks, we've said it, we said it earlier as like, uh, here's why those things were important. But you can also look at it from the perspective of, if those things happen, I think we compete with these guys, right? Yeah. Like, I think this Even game. Even if we lose, we at least compete. Yeah. So <clears throat> that is the only thing that really needs to be corrected, right? You can look at draft and say, this is a nightmare draft. What are we doing? But if, if certain things, when it comes down to like micro plays, if certain things go differently, I think we are having a very different conversation about this game. And I don't think, and I think it's actually really important that you don't look at the reality of that and say, so it's the player that's the problem, right? Yeah. I mean, in some ways you could say that, but it's this problem with a known fix, right? It's like, these are green players and we need to continue to develop them. Because in the big picture, we actually did have a shot at this game, right? Like, mm-hmm. this draft could have worked. And if you, if you take double exhaust for illusion and you, you burn all your exhaust, all your summoners on that one dude but you have nothing to say about the LeBlanc, good luck, you know? So yeah. like those things work. That's a gamble that they took and it worked for them, but there are versions of this game where it didn't. So yeah, I guess yeah. that's where I, I leave this one with like, I think it's actually, it, t- it teaches us a lot, right? About where the team is, who the players are and what are some of the things we need to work on? Well, the good news is it's not, it's not that we just have, you know, no idea of how to play the game. Um, we just kind of need to fine tune some things I'd say. And then we have a much more competitive look. Yeah. So all, so yes, totally agree with all of that, by the way. So when you take the totality of those conversations around this game, you know, what sucks is like, because it was so weird. I feel like there's nothing to learn from it. It's like, look how weird the draft was. Look how weird everything went. Mm -hmm. Look at everybody playing nervous. Like, all right. That to me feels like what what do you do in VOD review for this? Well, Abba, next time land that chain, buddy. You know, it's like like yeah. what do you do? You can't really I and I, I surely think it's like not a not a not a hundred to zero situation, yeah. but like I'm just saying I the the sucky part about this is you go through world's groups, it's two round robins. So the first time you play through your opponents, you want to learn about them. And you want to learn about how the game went. I'm not sure how much we can learn from this game, which we need something to help us in our second matchup with T1. We can still win this, right? We can still get out. We're in a much better situation than other teams, you know? So let me, I don't know. Let me give you my, I don't know. That may have been a rhetorical question. I'll give you my answer. If I'm on the coaching staff, I'm sitting these guys down and I'm saying, here's the concern, right? Especially when you send younger players, green players who've not been on this kind of stage before. And I said, I, I, I noticed that in Abadaga's interview, he just seemed really nervous. Like you look at the interviews with him on the LCS stage compared to 
the world's interviews and he just yeah. feels like a very like different um energy so here's what i'd do i'd sit him down and i'd say you might be thinking that this is a draft problem a macro problem that lck is just better the players are too good that your teammates aren't good enough the bot lane is the issue that top lane is is can't carry hard enough right there there might be a hundred different things floating through your head right now on why this is doomed and we are going to leave with maybe two wins if we're lucky but i got good news for you you just you just needed to hit that chain and then i would talk about how that changes the game if it happens right and the the intent of that is not to make somebody feel bad it's to re reinstill the confidence that they have that they are good enough to be here right because i think if if you're in lane against faker next time you're like oh my gosh they've got tp advantage and he's on tf so as soon as he hits six he's out of here my bot lane is dead <clears throat> that is assuming we track tp advantage which the jury's out on <laughs> on some level they know it right or at least if, if they don't know it now they're going to listen to everybody saying tp advantage they're going to say oh boy they got tp advantage might as well not try so that's what that's I would do. Play. That's what I would do is I would say, <laughs> um, just just focus on what you can do. Right? Have confidence that this this isn't doomed. That we belong here and that we're good enough, and that you are capable <clears throat> of doing the kinds of things that would meaningfully change the next game we play. Because I think my concern is they start to lose confidence in that. And then they don't try to make plays, right? And then you're yeah. just playing safe and you're just waiting for, to lose the game. Yep. Totally agree with that. So, I mean, I think the only thing we can do now is hope that they take that lesson the right way and play looser. Like, that's, <laughs> that's like the only thing I think you can take from this game and maybe put closer back on, you know, a uh, uh, jungler with more carry. Yeah. So, yeah. Certainly that. Well, um, <clears throat> I do want to, I, I want to contextualize this. Uh, so I asked for listener takes like way too late. Like I <laughs> just forgot to do it, honestly. So I only pulled one for this. And I think this is maybe um, a, a good way to wrap um, the conversation and maybe the pod too. Um, so this comes from Nick Moore who said uh, this, as long as we beat DFM and considering how good EDG and T1 are, this world's trip should be lauded as a major success. A major success. So, Jordan, I've I thought we could use that take to I don't know, just just like contextualize the meaning of these games. <clears throat> so his take just beating DFM 2 0 against them, two and four on the group means this is a major success. How do you feel about that? Um, especially considering our 2018 experience. Yeah. I I mean I think major success is you make it out of groups. And I think that is, that is the bar. I don't, and I think anything short of that, you'd have to really convince, you have to make a good argument to convince me that it's a major success. Um, there are things you can do to move from moderate to major success. And uh, within the spectrum there, I think one of them is just have really close games against, you know, like look like you like break into their base. Right <laughs> there, even if you you get the loss, there are still ways that you can play these games 
that I think would allow you to go and say, and, and for people to say, yeah, man, actually, they did make it close. That just doesn't happen that often against these best teams, right? They are, they, they, they are in control of these games in a way that makes it hard to do that. They don't make a lot of mistakes. So, I mean, that's, I think to do that would be a, a, an accomplishment that we could take with us. Um, so, of course, not losing to DFM is important. And I think to do that would actually probably have potentially a harmful effect on the future. So we got to at least do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Playing competitive matters, I think. Like, mm-hmm. it would be nice if, <clears throat> I think like the, there's kind of like a, like a, like an alternate ending, an alternate like storyline here for us that's still within grasp, um, which is this, that like the, the, assuming we don't advance out of groups, there's like the like secondary prize of who is the NA team who matters the most, right? Mm-hmm. Because if, if we can work ourselves in a position where we say, well, yeah, everybody in NA got like knocked out during the group stage, but 100 Thieves was close, man. They yeah. look good. Yeah. Against they look tough like competition. Right. That, and I know some of you guys won't like this who are not moral victory fans, right? But <laughs> I think that that kind of momentum will matter yeah. um, going into 2022. I really think that that matters. Um, and it's, it's a, like I said, a secondary prize. That's not what you're really after, but it is something at least you can build on and call a success. And that would come from playing EDG and T1 closer. Yeah. You know, and not, and not dropping the ball against DFM when we play them the second time around. So <clears throat> major success is strong language. Yeah. And I would, I would say that if we go two and O against DFM and lose all our other games, then we are, just kind of in line with expectation. We didn't make any waves bad mm-hmm. or good. Yeah. And the, I, I wouldn't call that necessarily yeah. a major success. Right. So, well, and I think that another way to look at it is TSM didn't beat their, um, their playing opponent. And that was not viewed as, you know, that was viewed as a colossal failure. So yeah, the, the gap between colossal failure and major success, there needs to be something between that. <laughs> sure you know that's that's where i'd come down on that yeah um well <clears throat> so it's saturday we have our uh our complete slate of games for our group um where are you thinking how how does this shake out for us um given what's transpired this week yeah um all right my 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 betting take is that we don't make it out um my in my heart take my heart take is that the the boys rally they don't play nervous and that we pick up two wins and then we'd force potent at least a tiebreaker potentially if if uh, t1 doesn't beat edg and then we in my heart of course we win the tiebreaker so yeah there we go there's our path how do they do tiebreaker by the way is it if you're tied you just play a game um, or do they use like kill score or game time or what? I don't Does know. Anyone know Does, this? Yeah, chat. We're we're asking. If someone for your can, help. if someone can find the answer to that while we talk about that, that would be the one game incredibly helpful. They the say, yeah, MLB wild card game. format. <clears throat> so, even making a tiebreaker, I think, would be a major, like, positive step for us. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. and and really, all that has to be done 
like the most the most likely scenarios we talked about is beating DFM and beating T1. Yeah. So yeah. we don't have to win against EDG, who looks like the strongest team in the group. Um, we just basically have to beat one t- one good team once. Yeah. To be into that conversation and things feel way different, you know? Yeah. So I don't want to like lose sight of that, you know? Yep. Um, <clears throat> now that being said, I think there's just a problem in the way that we've been playing. Um, we haven't looked comfortable. We started off with that, that two week behind thing from the visa situation, yep. which really sucks. And we haven't found, you know, the footing, um, that we needed to. I expected us to play T1 closer than we did. Yeah. Uh, so I just don't think the signs are there for a victory for us. So I don't think we're going to make the tiebreaker happen. Yep. I, th- I think we, we go home two and four. So we're on the same betting tape. Which is big sad. Yeah, which is big sad. Especially because, you know what? In my group's pickums, I had us advancing in the second slot. Yeah, um, me too. And uh, Century points out, T1 is the first game on Saturday for us. So if that sucks, we are not going to beat them. You can rest assured that the the likelihood of us rallying to beat EDG to equalize our two well, wins thing is very slim. The positive thing about that is because it's the first game, if we lose that, we go kitchen sink on EDG. That's true. And we play a really funky game. Yeah. Right? Guys go all out. Um, I'm trying to think of an expression that's appropriate to say on the stream, but like... <laughs> Give it your all. Yeah, really try hard uh, now. Play weird, you know what yeah. I mean? Play weird. Right. And and see what happens. But, I mean, obviously EDG would have to drop another game for that to happen, too. So, I, I don't know. At least it would make us play loose against EDG. Jordan, okay, final question then. So, what happens then well, if, if we lose to T1? Yeah, we lose to T1. We and beat, we beat... Go ahead. We beat EDG, and we're still out of groups. How do you feel about us if we beat EDG? Oh, well, much better. Yeah, that's a talk about. I mean, are we we're, major success we're, territory? We're then? getting real close to major success. I don't. I don't think. I think it. If you're that close to making it out of groups and you don't make it out of groups, then the bar for major success has been redefined and set at getting out of groups. Um, but it's certainly one that you can feel great, right? For sure. I'm telling you this if. If we beat EDG, even if we're out of groups, you will never hear the end of it from my Twitter account. <laughs> I will always talk about it. All right. Well, we beat EDG. So <laughs> what did you do? Right. I feel so much better if we get that win. But yeah, I, I just. Oh, you played rogue I don't close. Think this, wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the signs are there for us, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Oh, please. I hope I'm wrong. Um, we got three more games at Worlds at least. We're guaranteed three more Worlds games, Cole. These games are worth their weight in gold. And even if sometimes they're a bit of a bummer to watch, I'm just glad. You know, it's a good experience. It's a good experience as a fan. Yeah. It's a good experience as a player, as an org. I've got this really cool jersey now. That's right. And then if, if we get knocked out, we become... T1 EDG fans so that they get to the finals together and we like see told it happened again <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I don't think there's any question that we have that that you would rather be the second seed out of NA right there's no question 
this year. There's no. <laughs> I think the groups, the groups this year were about as competitive and good as you can have them. But I think still, <clears throat> if I gave you a red pill and a blue pill, and I said this one is TL's group and this one's Hundred Thieves, which one would you take? You know, you take TL's group. Well, we can say that now. You know what I mean? But no, like, before this, before the tournament, of course you would have taken TL. Of course. I don't know. Of course. Probably. Number Probably. one LPL and number two LCK is not it. That's not the one you want. It's not it. Look, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I don't, I, I think the point is, look, I was the one who said when, when groups were announced that I thought TL's group was the one that we'd want to mm-hmm. be. But <clears throat> I just think like, this is the reality of being at Worlds. Yeah. It's like, oh, you don't have, good, we got out of, whew, we don't have number one LPL, number two LCK. We have number one LCK, number two LBL. Yeah, that's also a tough group. Yep. Do we feel good about that? Or like, you know, I'm not saying I don't want, I don't want C9's group. I'm talking about TL here specifically. Number one. But but you, you get what I'm saying. It's like, there's, there's almost never a great situation. Yeah. Yep. I get what you're saying. Uh, Well, nothing left to do now, but to sit back and watch. Uh, I'm going to be solo with the kids this weekend. So I don't even know what my watching situation is going to be like. I may have to shut myself in a room and let them just watch Bluey or whatever for that's, like six hours a in a row. <laughs> so, they're going to watch the entire Bluey season yeah. or a series two times. Yep. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It, but it's time, you know. There will be no more mystery after this. <laughs> and we'll just look towards uh, 2022. So, Alrighty. So, guys, <clears throat> that'll do it for 100 Talk. Again, we're going to take a quick break, probably like 10 minutes or so. Then we'll be back for Rec League. We're doing ARAMs. I am playing. Jordan's playing. One of us is going to play way better than the other person. I won't specify who, but it's me. <laughs> and we'll see about that. It'll be a really good time. So, stick around. We will return shortly. But until then, we say, we love you. Miss you already.